0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Brothers for Adversity. Uh, This is Tommy. It's just me today. It has been a while. Um, I don't know why it's been so long. I kind of just got in a little rut where um, I got super insecure about the podcast. Uh, I think I tried to record a couple episodes, but um, just felt too insecure. And as time built, um, it just got harder and harder to record. And I think that's kind of been the story of my life lately is uh, just falling out of some some good habits and kind of just nervous and and overwhelmed to start again. so that being said, I decided I would record a podcast about starting again. Um, And uh, let me look at my notes here and i think this happens all the time like it happens all the time to to some extent to all of us um and sometimes it's worse than others but um and I, and i think because it happens so much um a good mindset to have is not that we should um try not to have any setbacks or try not to try not to get to the point where we're not messing up or um taking breaks from certain things but that we need to get good at starting again and just expect that that's going to be part of the the upward process. Um, So um, I feel like I know a lot about starting again because I mess up all the time and I'm not talking about little mess ups, but I'm talking about periods of time where I go into depression and I kind of give up on life and um, I've kind of done that my whole life, uh, probably since I was maybe 14 years old. I would go into deep depression, kind of give up on life and and have to climb back out. And, um, and I feel like I got, have gotten way better at starting again because I don't really go as far down to that extent, but there was one time where I really, really was in the darkest, probably one of the darkest points in my life. I had come home from college and if you've heard my mental health talk, you've heard this story a little bit, but, um, I'd come home from college, fell out of my classes, I was laying in bed, and I had been there for months. And it was super weird because I got to this point where everything was so hard. You know, I had put it off and when I first came back, I was just kind of avoiding things and I wasn't in the worst mood. But um, every day that I laid there, things just got harder and harder and harder to the point where I legitimately could not get out, get out of bed because it was just too much. And that coming out of that was one of the most, uh, one of the hardest experiences I ever went through. But I also learned a ton about being resilient and how to, when we're down in those ruts, uh, bounce back. So I guess I'll just go through some of those, those principles that I learned going through that and, and that I still use today. And I think, um, just in these past few weeks as I've, tried to regain some habits. I've kind of been relearning those principles. So I'll just go into them. I think the number one thing that I learned about starting again is a recommitment to the Lord and a recommitment to God. Um, And I know that kind of seems like, okay, no duh. Or yeah, well, we're always trying to recommit to God, but I mean like a legitimate, get down on my knees, ponder, think about it, repent and, and, and like really in your mind, recommitting to do the Lord's will. Um, I remember that was the first thing that happened, um, as I started climbing out of this deep depression that I had been in months is, is I got to this point where I said, okay, God, and it wasn't just a fleeing thought. It was like a, okay, God, like down on my knees I'm willing to do what it takes. Just tell me what I need to do. And I'm going to humble myself. And I'm, and I prayed to be forgiven of, you know, some of my sins and said, I don't know if this is enough, but please help me. And I think that's the first step. And I think that's the first step for a few, few reasons. Number one, um, when we're climbing out of ruts and and when we don't know exactly where our life is going and what we need to do, we need to have the spirit with us. Um, it's so crucial because even when we don't really feel the spirit, we don't know how we're being guided. We are. And I think that um, those that have, you know, been following the commandments and repenting daily can attest to it, that their life has kind of just worked out. And I think that is because of the spirit. And so, I think oftentimes we get into this habit of trying to figure things out. Let me figure out my life. Let me figure out what's going on, what's going wrong. And then, um, you know, then I'll repent of my my sins or, or repent of where I kind of have rebelled against God. And then I'll be, everything will be right. And I think that's tempting because, you know, once we feel better about ourselves, it's easier to go and repent because... We're like, oh yeah, well, we're doing better now, so we don't have to feel as guilty. But the problem with that is um, if we don't have the spirit guiding us beforehand, we don't even know what we need to change and how we need to change and what we can do. So I think the number one thing, and then on top of that, there's incredible power, unspeakable power that I can't even explain that just comes in a sincere recommitment to the Lord's will and a sincere uh, prayer of repentance. Um, And and I will say that I think when we repent um, after a while, you know, it's hard to sometimes know exactly all the things we need to repent of and all the things we need to improve of. But um, I think just coming before him and saying, I'm humble. And I know I have a long way to go, but I'm here and I'm ready to go. I think that's the first step um, in starting again. And that's in every aspect of your life. Just even, even if your habits get off or even if you have just started to stray a little bit. Not, not just if you've committed a big sin. Um, yeah. And And I think that as we repent and as we try to get the spirit back in our lives there's another important step that goes along with that. And I think that is believing that Christ will actually forgive you and that he will be on your side immediately. Um, and that's hard because I think that sometimes in the church, we have these timelines of how long it takes um, to 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 ha- have the spirit return to be with us and, and all that, and I think that in the church that's appropriate because you know it deals with our membership and and interacting with others. But I think that um, I believe, just in my experience, that that repentance almost always, or sorry, that forgiveness almost always comes immediately uh, when you believe. And and I have a scripture that I wanted to read that I thought was so cool. Um it's when Aaron, the sons of Mosiah and Alma are out preaching to the Lamanites and they convert um Lamoni. Lamoni, and um then Aaron goes and starts talking to Lamoni's dad, and he's talking about being born again and how to um receive a new, you know. Spirit and and become better and and change through Christ and he says and Lamoni's dad the king of all the Lamanites says how do I do this and then this is the scripture it's Alma twenty two sixteen and it says but Aaron said unto him if thou desirest this thing if thou wilt bow down before God yea if thou wilt repent of all thy sins and will bow down before God and call on His name in faith and this is the, my favorite part believing that ye shall receive then Shall thou receive the hope which thou desirest, and I just love that part that says, "Believing that ye shall receive um it's interesting because i i used to i mean my whole life I've you know had times where I've ebb and flowed in the gospel, and I feel like pretty consistently I've tried to uh you know every time I've come back, I try to repent, and I always felt like I was never forgiven like ever, my whole life almost. But there was a time after having a really unique experience um, and feeling forgiven of my sins in a really dark place that I I almost had this feeling like maybe God forgives us immediately and maybe, you know, I just don't believe that He will. Or He is, but He I just don't believe that He would. Um, and I think that's true. Um, my experience with the repentance is that... Um, when I feel, when I repent and I feel peace, it's not so much having to do with how much I've sinned or or the um, extent of the sin, but in how much I believe that I will actually be forgiven. Um, and I don't just think that's a placebo effect. I think that really is true, is that we are forgiven and we are given strength when we believe in Him. And that's not easy. And a lot of times that takes start studying the scriptures. It takes lots of repentance, lots of praying but I think that that's very important is that not only do we pray and ask for forgiveness, but that we really believe that we can be forgiven anyway. And and this is what I wrote. I said, maybe it's not that your sin is too much, but that you believe in Christ too little. Um, And I think that's been my experience. I think that maybe my, maybe my bigger sin is that I don't believe in Christ as much as I should. Anyway. So, Starting again, I think the first thing we can do is put put the Lord first. And I really wish, this is kind of random, but I really wish Mitch was here because I feel like we would have a lot of stuff to talk about, but um, I've kind of been putting it off for too long and he's on vacation, so I, I'm i just going to do it solo. But um, anyway, okay, number two, this this is so crucial. And, and for anyone, especially for people that are just really, really in a rut, like you cannot overlook this. Or I guess I say this to myself, Tommy, you cannot overlook this every time you're trying to start again, because this is a trap I fall into as I try to figure everything out. But I think one of the biggest things you can do to make an incredible change in your life with fairly little effort is to change your content, Um, what you take in. Uh, When I, going through this period, coming out of depression uh, one of the things that I committed to, which was really hard is I deleted all social media. And I, I, not like I deleted it off my phone and I was going to get it back in two weeks, but like I deleted it. And then I had my parents lock up my phone, like no, no social media of any kind, no internet, no YouTube, nothing. Like it was like a flip phone, which is a big sacrifice. And I don't know that everyone needs to make that, but immediately that improved my life. And then, um, Something that my bishop told me, he said, uh, some advice he gave me is listen to a talk, a conference talk, morning and night. And that absolutely changed. Um, I would say besides um, making that commitment to God and, and praying for forgiveness, that was the biggest change in my life is I stopped listening to crap and I started listening to good stuff. Um, and it totally changed who I was in like every sense of... Um, just my countenance, my ability to think clearly, my anxiety helped so much. So, um, I think, and, and, you know, that kind of seems like a, man, I'm really rambling. This is what happens when I don't have someone else. But, um, I think it's easy to, to look at your content and say, oh, that's one of the last steps as well as repentance to God. That's one of the last steps. um, but i've tried to be more disciplined and i've tried to um, make big changes in my life and i've found that changing your content and what you're taking in is crucial because if not you're sabotaging everything else like if your content is not good and you're not getting uplifting stuff and you're not getting the word of god And not even the word of God, but just like motivational stuff. And you're just listening to, you know, whatever you listen to or just watching TV, stuff that makes you feel like crap, even if it's not bad, but it just doesn't make you feel like you're being productive. Um, It's almost impossible to make changes in your life. Um, And I think also, you know, if you were in a place like me where I was so depressed, like one of the first things I did was like just lay in bed and listen to stuff that was positive. And and there's almost this um there's this thing in therapy where it's like you have to change your thoughts, but there is some times where you're just in a bad place and you can't change your thoughts. And and if you can't change your thoughts, what do you do? And you kind of have to borrow other people's thoughts, you know, you have to hang on to what other people say and and what um the prophet says and and all these people. And if you can spend enough time with these people or this content then you can change without even having to really make any drastic changes in your life and and it's sometimes even more profound than than the crazy things that y- you might think that you need to do the, and that I, I promise that is accurate and i don't know if it has will have the effect that it had on me but it, it is accurate and it if you're struggling in your life that's a good place to start um let's see what was i saying Oh yeah. Like everyone's heard the, um, you know, you are who you spent you, the five people you spend most time with. And, you know, I think that's totally a valid statement. Like you, I can tell when I start hanging out with like uplifting positive people, I start to be uplifting positive. And when, um, I spend with negative time with negative people, I tend to be more negative. Um, but I think that nowadays when we have all these like good podcasts and talks. And my favorite thing is on the podcast app. Um, I know they have on Apple. I don't know if they have it on Spotify, but it's BYU speeches. And then there's a section specifically for overcoming adversity. And I listen to those all the time. Um, And they're so helpful. Um, And sorry, I kind of got off topic, but if you can like increase your time, listening to good stuff and decrease your time to listening to negative stuff, your life will change. I heard this once. Someone said like, you're a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Make sure one of them is God. Um, And I thought that was super interesting. And and I think what that means is make sure one of them is God's word, right? The word of God. Um, And, and I think that that is almost inevitable that you'll start to change. Okay. I talked a lot about that. Jeez. See, this is usually where um, Mitch is like, all right, bro, like we're done with this topic. You've talked about this too much, but okay. The third principle, um, that I feel like I've learned. And I I guess I'll say the final one is, and this is going to sound weird. Um, when you're trying to start again, do less, I don't know if that's the best way to say it. Do less or, um, yeah, I'll say do less. And what I mean by that is don't, I'm not saying do nothing, um, but do less. And, and I think a lot of the times when I've been, when I've tried to restart, um, I will look at my life and I'll say, okay, well, you know, there's, there's a lot that needs to change and, and in a big way. And so what I'll do is I'll try to make big changes. And what happens is, well, a few things I get overwhelmed I get burnt out. Um, I don't do it. I may do it for a few days and then I stop. Um, and it just ends up not being very effective. And I love the scripture that says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And I've thought a lot about that scripture. I'm like, why is that the case? Why by small and simple things are great things brought to pass? You know, why not big things and complicated things? Um And I think for a few reasons, I think number one, it's important to be consistent. When we do small and simple things, we can be consistent and they ground us, right? And if we, if we keep doing them, they ground us. Um, I think, okay, now the last one, and this is, um, I feel like this is the first kind of like real action step principle. And I think that, and this is going to sound weird, but the principle is, um, do less. And I, I know that sounds weird. Um, but I guess it's the principle of by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And, um, I always used to look at that scripture and be like, okay, yeah, that's great. Um, but I'll just do, you know, big and complicated things. You know, I don't think that will hurt. I think you could have some awesome things come to pass with great and complicated things too. And and I want to change fast anyway, and God will appreciate the extra effort. So, you know, what's the harm there? Um, and I've actually found that there is a lot of harm in it. <laughs> um, and not to say that we can't push ourselves. I, I, I know, I think we can, and I think we should, and I'm not saying do nothing, but, um, I think there is a strength and a submission and a trust in doing less and trusting God that the small consistent efforts will be enough and they will bring to pass great things. Um I guess if you just want to look at an example in my life, you know, um I, I would say for 20 years I tried to, anytime I was in a rut, I would make a big huge plan and I would it would be pretty hard. And you know, I would do it the first few days and um sometimes successfully, sometimes not. But it was very unsustainable. It was very rigid. I had to push myself incredibly hard to do it. Um, And I always burnt out. And I almost feel like I didn't leave any room for God to work in my life. Like it was all me. I got this. Like I'm going to go so hard. This time I will not give up. And I think that's what the world preaches a lot. Like if you want to be great then, then go out there and be great and do everything you need to do to be great. It's kind of like, um, the antichrist core or whatever he's like, we prosper because of our own genius, our own works and our own, you know, and, and I think that it's super easy to fall into those traps when we try to do big and complicated things. And especially when we're restarting, um, you know, a lot of times we get to this point in our lives where we are doing pretty good and you know, we're reading our scriptures for an hour every day or, or 30 minutes every day or 10 minutes every day, and then we fall out of the routine, and then we go back to trying to do what we were doing before, um, but we can't seem to do it. And then we think, oh, well, unless I can go back to where I was, all progress is lost. And I don't think that's true at all. Um, I think especially when we're starting again, we have to start so small Um because it allows us to be consistent, and I think it also shows the trust that we have in the Savior um, You know we talk about faith and trust in Christ, and I think faith has to do with things that are kind of hard to believe; they don't seem to make so much worldly sense, or else we would all do them right um. And I think about small and simple things. And I think the reason why small and simple things are so powerful is not only do they allow us to be consistent, but they also bring, they also allow us us to exercise faith in a way that we could not if we were doing big and complicated things. Because honestly, it's not that hard to believe that big and complicated things bring great results. It's like, you know, if I obsess over something and work on it for my whole life, then it will be great. But I think... Um, small and simple things say, you know, I could do more, but I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to trust God. And that's why they're so powerful is because you, they activate something divine to help us um, become who we need to be. Anyway, um, that was kind of jumbled. Let me see if I have anything else to say about that. Oh, and, and I guess I'll say too, I think that doing small and simple things is a protection against us getting hurt. Um, and what I mean by that is, I'll use an analogy in the gym, I hadn't done a lot of workouts for my legs because I was kind of having like ankle problems or whatever. And so I finally, my ankle started feeling better and I hop back in the gym and I tried to do, you know, I wanted to get back to where I was quick. So I went really hard and... Um, and I was able to do it. Like my discipline was there, but over time, my knees just kind of gave out. And so now I've been having knee problems for a while now. And it's like, had I just started with small and simple things and not been so impatient, um, I wouldn't have gotten hurt. And I've that all the time in my spiritual life too, as I try, or, or my uh, temporal life as I try to do too much and, you know, I end up getting hurt and I end up getting depressed or anxious or overwhelmed, um. And and I think it's really important that as much as it seems noble to do as much as we possibly can, um, I just feel like it's important to understand the strength to restrain ourselves almost to do a little less and trust God a little more. Um, and I think it's frustrating because we look at where we had been and we're like, man, well, my discipline isn't quite as is what it was. Um, but I think you have to be aware that, yeah, okay, maybe your discipline isn't, quite as great or you're not as strong or you're not as good at studying or you're not as good at whatever. But, um, when you're able to, to humble yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to start doing very small things and I'm, I'm not going to miss, but I'm going to do really small, easy things. It shows a humility and it shows a trust in God. And maybe my discipline isn't as strong, but my trust is growing. And when I think about that, um, like when I think about would I rather have faith and trust in Christ or would I rather have a stronger discipline? Um, The answer to me is faith and trust in Christ because I know how, however strong my discipline gets, it's not going to be enough. And so um, I know we always feel like we're falling short, but sometimes there is more to be gained from small and simple things and doing less and humbling ourselves than trying to get right back to where we were and and force progress and make it quick and and so i just think that's such an important principle to remember is especially when um we fall short and we haven't been back for a while is be patient with ourselves trust in god do small things and share your faith and i know for a fact that that will um, allow us to reconnect with god to start building some confidence again, um, in ourselves and in the Lord. I guess the last thing I'll say about this is, uh, I was listening to a podcast once and and I, I may have said this on this podcast before, but, um, there was this girl, uh, that was talking about her husband and he was struggling with pornography when they were engaged and he was a good guy and he was open with her and, um, she said something that struck me. She said, I don't want a guy that is perfect. I want a guy that knows how to repent. And I've always thought about that. And um, I've I've thought about that for myself. It's like, I don't want to be perfect. I just want to know how to repent. And so I think we can sometimes, me included, get into the habit of being like, well, I'm going to try not to mess up. I'm going to try not to mess up. And I don't think that's the point. I think we just need to learn how to repent and start again and give ourselves that grace and trust that Christ can make it up for our shortcomings um and you know i promise that these principles uh, as terrible as i said them um are super effective put the lord first repent recommit change your content what you're listening to and do less or do small simple things i shouldn't say do less Um, do small and simple things, small and simple things, and trust God to, um, bear you up in all that you do. And that's been my experiment experience. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.